Timeless Voyager Radio. Self-development radio for the open mind. Interviews with leading edge authors and speakers. Psychic phenomena and the unexplained. UFOs. Extraterrestrial encounters. Government cover-ups. Alternative health care. New technologies. And now, Bruce Stephen Holmes for Timeless Voyager Radio. My first guest has a book right now uh, published by Future Med Incorporated out of Scottsdale, Arizona. The book is entitled Your Own Perfect Medicine. And uh, frankly, this is the uh, incredible, proven, natural, miracle cure that medical science has never revealed. I don't think medical science would ever want anyone to know that this exists and that you can use it. And I think that we're going to learn a lot about something that you and, and when I, before I read this book, I had a completely different opinion about what we're going to talk about this evening. I'm going to leave it that way. I'm going to frame it. Let me welcome my guest, Martha Christie. She is a medical researcher and a research writer and an international author. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Martha. All right. Glad to be here. Let's not beat around the bush. Let's tell the audience what we're talking about. Okay. I guess that's the best way to do it. Yeah, this is an unusual subject, Bruce, without a doubt. But the fact is that it's, it's so important that I felt that in writing this book, that no matter how much opposition there would be to it in some circles, that people should know this information because it's really, really important in the field of both alternative and uh, mainstream medicine. Now, Americans, of course, find this, and we're going to talk about it in a second, folks. I've got them on the edge of their seats. What are they talking about here? Americans, I think, of all of the uh, uh, cultures, if we want to call it a a culture, uh, are are going to be the most shocked. Yeah, well, I think... Because of what they've been taught. Yeah, definitely. I think that there's, there's definitely more resistance in the, the minds of Americans to al- unusual alternative therapies because they haven't had that kind of exposure, simply because our medical community and, and the FDA really represses most of what was originally traditional medicine. So this particular uh, subject, um, which at one time had tremendous uh, backing in the medical field, uh, lost popularity as as uh, synthetic medicines came into being, but it's really a shame because this is a, a fantastic form of medicine that was used in mainstream medicine for many years, and and I think people should know about it. So uh, that's why I've written this book. All right, so let's let's tell them what the, what we're talking about here, folks. Right, this... what we're talking about is urine therapy. Now and... that is urine, folks. Let's slow it down. Urine, right. U R I N E. Uh, before everyone starts saying, I don't believe this, and before you touch your dial, in your book, there's a very interesting part that I think everyone should at least hear right away, and that is, we have a complete misunderstanding of what urine is, and I think maybe we should try to clear it up. We've got about a minute and a half before we have to take our first break. Let's try that. Okay, Bruce, right. Yeah, I think one of the things that people don't realize is that urine is part of the circulatory system. It has nothing to do with the digestive system at all. And this means that because it's part of the, of the circulatory system, it's the end product of what is taken from the blood by the kidneys. And most people say, well, heck, the kidneys are going to get rid of it. It must be that the body you know, needs to get rid of it. But that isn't the case. Urine actually is as pure as distilled water. And... This is, it's been worked on by medical researchers for years 
because it represents an ultrafiltrate of the blood, which means that everything in the blood, including antibodies, hormones, enzymes, vitamins, it ends up in the urine. And the urine itself, because it is filtered again and again and again through the kidney, is actually as pure as distilled water, and yet it contains all of these really vital elements that are in the blood, which is why, as most people know, you know, you do a lot of urine testing for medical diagnostic reasons. And the reason why is that so much of what's in the blood ends up in the urine. So we, we'll talk, you know, uh, soon about how those constituents are used medically. Um, here on uh, page 24 of the book that you've written is an article from uh, Hippocrates Magazine. It's from right. May, uh, June of 1988. Now, 1988 was quite a while ago, folks. Uh, it says, uh, this is a, uh, Utica, Michigan. Realizing it is flushing potential profits down the drain, an enterprising young company has come up with a way to trap medically powerful proteins from urine. Uh, basically, it talks about the deal that they made with Porta John Company, which is a subsidiary of Enzymes of America. I mean, you talk about <laughs> working things out. This is pretty incredible. Uh, Enzymes of America plans to market its first major urine product called, is this called Eurokinus? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. It's an enzyme that dissolves blood clots and is used to treat victims of heart attacks. And the point is that this is being used. Mm -hmm. And people need to understand that they are uh, now I just want to bring this down to earth here right now they're spending an incredible amount of money for other persons urine oh you bet so I mean uh, the point I think that has to come out here is is if you're going to use any at all why not your own um, right. okay go ahead yeah yeah it's a little bigger than that actually Bruce I mean this is was the the, the entire use of urine encompasses many different things it encompasses the use of urea which is the primary solid in urine, and this is FDA-approved. Most, most people don't realize this. But if you go into the store and you pick up a, 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 a bottle of ear cleaner, chances are it's going to be carbamide. Murine eardrops is right. carbamide. Carbamide... Uh, um, peroxide. Okay. Yeah, yeah, carbamide peroxide. peroxide. And carbamide is synthetic urea. So it's in use everywhere. Believe it or not, urine is in use everywhere. There's urea fill, which is a diuretic that's made from urine. Urofolotropin, which is a urine extract fertility drug. There's ureacin, which yeah, are... Yeah, slow clean. down. Let's go back to the fertility drug. Mm -hmm. Let's talk just real quickly. What do you think is probably the span as far as profit margin is concerned in this one alone? Well, it's huge. It's huge. As a matter of fact, in, in urine, which, or excuse me, in, um, in Perganol, which is another form of urofolotropin. It's basically a urine extract fertility drug. It's $1,400 a month for a woman to use this particular drug. And, you know, it promotes fertility. But in studies that have been done with women using autogenous urine therapy, which is basically urine therapy in its natural form, conception has taken place. So it's hard to say, you know, whether the percentage of the $1,400 a month drug is the same as, as the natural, but it's a heck of a lot cheaper. And this is a thing that people have lost track of, and it's too bad, because um, in Europe, for instance, in Germany, uh, a book on urine therapy was recently produced, and it sold 250,000 copies within a few months. You know, the Germans are jumping all over this. They have a long history of using this. So does England, so does the United States, for that matter, in allergy research. And so it's not like this is way out in left field. It's not like this is something that the mainstream medical community knows nothing about. As a matter of fact, 
the book is full of the research that's been done in our right. country. Matter of fact, I was looking at the book. I mean, it's, it's very well done. I think, you know, I, d I don't think there's any, any um, doubt in my mind that sooner or later Americans are going to come to the, the realization that there's, there are many things in the alternative world that we have not heard of, but that are incredibly important. Now, who do you, yeah, I, I, I want to move this thing forward because sure. I want to take some phone calls if I can, if we can. Okay. Um, who do you think is responsible? Do you think there is a concerted conspiratorial effort here, a conspiracy effort to, from, let's say, the FDA or someone to stop us from knowing this? I mean, in other words, why uh, do we, uh, rather intelligent beings, think of this as dirty? Well, Americans in particular have been taught, you know, in our medical texts and everything, thing else that urine is a waste product but in fact if you read the medical literature they say themselves urea and urine can no longer be considered as a waste product and yet they've never changed the textbooks you know we've never been told hey you know this stuff is antibacterial it's antiviral i mean it's it's unbelievable what they found that it will do i mean they've done cancer research with it by by the you know by the hundreds and it's really too bad that we have been left here with the impression that urine is a waste product when the pharmaceutical companies, obviously, you know, they, they have their, their monetary interests at heart. Um, I don't think they have any interest whatever in, in letting us know that you could actually use it in its natural form with tremendous results. Okay, now before people start going out there and trying to make decisions about whether they're going to do this or not, there is something in your book that's very important, and that is that you have stated that if you're going to use urine as your own therapy, mm -hmm. you should at least take care of your diet. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so let's, let's, let's talk about that right away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. If, if, uh, it, in whatever form you're going to use it, you can use it as, there's a lab that makes a homeopathic remedy from it. There are urine vaccines right now that are produced by doctors and companies that you can purchase for cancer. I mean, there's, there's many applications for these vaccines, allergies. But again, if you're going to be using that, you want your blood to be at optimum levels of vitamins, hormones, antibodies, whatever. And in order to do that, yeah, you should change your diet and you should also be alkalinizing as much as possible because in reusing any kind of um, urine in its whole form in particular, you're going to be increasing acidity levels. So you're going to have to keep your, your diet alkaline. So it only makes sense that what goes in better be good because it's, you know, it's coming through the blood into the urine. And if you're going to use it for therapeutic purposes, you want it to be at its optimum level. All right. Now, before we go uh, into some very, I think there's a very interesting story here having to do with your own health mm -hmm. and how this came about. You were very, very ill. Tell our listeners about that. Right. Bruce, I was ill actually from, from the time that I was a child. And I had severe kidney infections when I was young. And then as I got older, I developed this uh, disease called endometriosis, which some women are familiar with, but it's, it's pretty serious. It's, it's uh, tumors that bleed internally and can move throughout the body like cancer, and it's incurable. And I had a really severe case of it. Uh, along with that, I had developed, because I had so much drugs and surgery, I had developed um, numerous allergies, food, environmental allergies. I had sinus infections that were chronic. I was on, on uh, four or five antibiotics at once for, for a period of several years. I had a Crohn's disease, which is ileitis or a, a problem with the colon. And basically what I got into was the domino effect of taking drugs and surgery and then drugs to counteract the drugs. And then basically my immune system just began to fail. 
And by the time I was um, in my late 30s, I really was at the brink of, of not making it at all because the surgery had not been successful and the endometriosis was still moving through the body. And uh, I really had no immune defenses. And it was at that time that a woman said to me, uh, oh, you know, by the way, have you tried urine therapy? And I said, what? You've got to be kidding. And it sounds absurd. And she said, no, it's not absurd. She said that, you know, your urine contains really incredibly powerful antibodies. And she told me, you know, how, how it was extracted from the blood. So I said, okay, I'll try it. And so I, I picked up a book from England called The Water of Life, which had... Uh, stories in it about a doctor in England who had used uh, uh, natural urine therapy for every imaginable um, disorder, skin disorders and, and stomach disorders and, and, and skin and allergies, uh, all types of very serious diseases. And so um, I, that book inspired me, and I said, okay, I'll go through with it. And the results were absolutely incredible. It's the only way I can describe it because I had really felt that there was no way out for me because the drugs hadn't worked, the surgery hadn't worked, and, and neither had the alternative treatments. I had tried every possible alternative treatment known to man, and still I, I had gained no, no progress at all. But within weeks, literally, on urine therapy, the tumors began to disappear, the internal bleeding stopped, my allergies within a few months completely cleared up, and they were tough. They were really tough allergies. And uh, the, skin, the skin rashes that I had began to disappear, and over a period of about a year, I began to gain enough health to actually go back to work, which is an impossibility for me. So uh, it was so profound. I said, there's got to be something in the medical literature about this. I mean, scientists could not have ignored this completely. And so I began to research, and I went to uh, uh, universities um, and research uh, um, people throughout the United States, and I hired some research firms and did a lot of research myself. And in the end, I had compiled a huge amount of, of scientific research that applied directly to how urine is used, not only in its whole, whole form, but as an extract, as a vaccine. It, this, this one doctor that I talked to uses this vaccine now. He's an American doctor. And he said that he considers anything other than urine therapy for allergies and asthma as primitive. He said it's the most powerful uh, vaccine there is or, or uh, medicine there is for allergies. And he said that the reason is, and, and the research literature um, supports this, is that the, the antibody that you need um, to, to, to gain an, an immunity to the allergy is actually contained in the urine. And when that antibody is re-ingested, the, the body develops new antibodies to overcome the allergy. And it works. So uh, yeah, after that, I decided, well, you know, it's ridiculous. Why hasn't somebody compiled this? And why, isn't, why aren't people talking about it? This book is full of all sorts of testimonials and, and uh, lots of information from many, many studies. It supports her claim that urine therapy works and not that it just works, but in many cases, it is the only thing that worked. Uh, you make an interesting kind of subtle statement about the FDA. <laughs> and we're not going to be doing FDA bashing yeah. here. But I noticed this. Uh, it seems that the FDA has changed their, their policies to the point now where any kind of approval mm -hmm. for medical thera therapies is, is absolutely out of the realm of reality for anyone except large multinational drug companies at this point. Yeah, no question about that. And it's not so much 
that the FDA, I mean, the system sort of grew up in and of itself because the pharmaceutical companies wanted it that way, I believe. I mean, originally, they wanted to be in control of what was coming in, in, in the way of... Garth from Fort Ewing, New York. Very expensive for anybody other than the multinational companies to afford the research necessary to get through the FDA process. So uh, you can imagine why urine therapy didn't. I mean, there was no money in it. All right. I, I, and I, obviously, right. <laughs> None at all. No money at all in this one. Uh, let's take a call. Um, let's see. Let's start with this one. Uh, Garth, uh, Fort Ewing, New York. Where? What are you listening to there? What station do you know? Um, uh, KNY, I think, out of uh, Kingston. All right. Great. Uh, welcome to the show. And uh, you have a question for my guest, Martha Christie? Yeah, I do. Um, my daughter suffers from uh, really bad acne around her nose uh, um, during her menstrual cycle. And, and it had been suggested to us um, to actually urine therapy. And, and uh, at the time, we sort of laughed it off. And I'm listening to the program, and this sounds like very, very serious stuff. Oh, it is. Uh-huh. Um, and, and, and we had been told that if she were to take the first urine of the morning and mm -hmm. use that to wash her face, that, that actually clears it up. Is that true? Yeah, yeah it, as a matter of fact, yeah, not only is it true, but um, this, uh, uh, actually, a person who is in the movies and is... John from Philadelphia. Uh, ...read my book and started using it for a problem that she had. And, uh, yeah, cleared it up completely. And I've had uh, lots and lots and lots. I mean, this, this is one of the easiest things to clear, clear up with urine therapy. And, yeah, I can almost guarantee if, if you try it and if her diet is good, um, that it, it will definitely, it will have an effect. And some of the worst cases I've seen ha have been affected uh, positively. And she doesn't sound as though she has that bad a case. Uh, no, no, it's, it's mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> just hormonal, I think. Just but hormonal, right. Yeah. yeah. It, um, it sounds interesting. Well, uh -huh. Garth, there you have it. You've heard another Appreciate source. It. Time to try to figure out. I, I would suggest the book, though. I'll tell you why. Not that you can't do it on your own, but no, sometimes it's, it's kind of nice to have the book around because it gives you some interesting uh, issues. And I'll tell you what, when we take our next call, uh, first of all, Garth, thanks for calling in. Uh, when we take the next call, after John from Philadelphia, uh, let's uh, we're going to talk about something very important. So let's first take the call from John, and then we'll come back and talk about how to actually administer this a little bit. All right, how about Steve from Vermont, then? Yeah, hello? All right, Steve, you're on. Vermont, where are you calling from in Vermont? Isle of Mott, Vermont. Isle of Mott. island in Lake Champlain. All right, well, welcome to the show, Steve. Yeah, it's interesting. Okay. I just wanted to ask, uh, has the uh, lady presented this, the various therapies and information, to any major institutions, medical institutions, and if so, what was their response? Good question, Steve. Let's uh, ask Martha. Martha, go ahead. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, medical institutions, no, but, but many, many doctors. Um, I'm not actually presenting it to anybody. I mean, I've, I've simply done PR on it uh, because I want people to know about it, and a lot of doctors have gotten back to me saying, yes, uh, you know, I have actually administered it in, in the way of uh, allergies or uh, as a vaccine for uh, serious diseases. Yeah. And a man from uh, Mexico just called uh, a few days ago. He does have a big uh, Mexican clinic that is that uses urine therapy exclusively. And he had read the book and was really excited about it. And then also I heard from a big clinic in Germany with the same information. But in the United States, as far as I know, the FDA really discourages physicians from using anything other than urea 
or specific urine extracts that have been approved through, um, you know, big corporations. It also, uh, now correct me if I'm wrong on this, Martha, but I think that, and the urine that they use comes from cows too, right? It doesn't well, come from humans. No, not usually. Uh, I mean, Premarin is, it was originally made from horse's urine, but okay. Perganol, for instance... May I, may I say something? Sure, mm -hmm. go ahead. I, I was just... Uh, wouldn't it be uh, beneficial all around mm -hmm. to present whatever it is, all the information you have and so forth, uh, to various institutions like, say, in New York City, it's a Columbia Presbyterian or New York Hospital Cornell? Well, I may, I may eventually um, try to do that, but, but I've also written several other books, and, you know, I'm busy with those, too, so, yeah. so I'm pretty much, you know, just, yeah. just putting out the information there for, for, you know, whoever wants to hear it. Yeah. Plus, I'll tell you, you know, philosophically speaking, I'm really tired of the institutions having all of the knowledge. And, no, I understand what you're saying, but it seems not. to me, yeah. even though you would get quite a bit of resistance... Uh -huh. You might hit some, you know, what you would call mainstream doctors that might really yeah. Yeah. Uh, help you to push this kind of thing, or yeah. to at least inquire into it uh, generally, yeah. nationwide. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't think there's any question that there's. Well, I've had, I've sold countless books to doctors, and and I've had a lot of consultations really? with them. But, but the thing that's hard for me is that I'm not politically oriented. Yeah. No, <laughs> and, I understand. And I, and I want people to know about this. I don't want just the medical community to know about it. So I feel that, that you know, as, as much broad-range information as I can get to people is, is really my goal. Yeah. Steve, thanks for your call. But you know right, what, what, you. I, what I'd like to say, too, uh, and hopefully you're still listening to your radio. I am. Oh, good. <laughs> okay, well, then thanks for your call, and we'll let you go. But right. uh, what I want to say was that my understanding here is that, that the book that you wrote here is really for people, ordinary people, mm -hmm. to realize that they can take control of their lives. And I, I, I understand the idea of showing this to doctors, mm -hmm. but I think if, now I'm not putting words in your mouth, so you tell, tell me if I am, mm -hmm. but it appears to me that what you're saying is you don't have to go to the doctor every time something breaks down. That, that's really the whole point of all of my books, right, Bruce, is that um, I was in a position where no one could help, no one from the medical community, no alternative doctor, and I was pretty much left to die. I mean, you know, in brutal words, that's, that's what happened. They said, well, we can't do anything more. And I thought, well, you know, if I don't take control over my life, I will never be cured. And I think that that's true for a lot of Americans. And in selling uh, this book and others, these are the, the responses that I get. You know, this is wonderful. This gives me power. This gives me something that I can use for myself and my family that has real therapeutic power. And, yeah, that's the message behind this. Uh, here's an interesting quote. Uh, in 1955, the late Dr. Hardin Jones, professor of medical physics at the University of California, after studying cancer statistics for the previous 33 years, so this is before everyone decided we were going to, uh, remember when Nixon came up with the idea that we were actually going to annihilate cancer? Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, he concluded... This is an interesting conclusion, folks. I want, I want to just like stretch it out a little bit because I want your attention. He concluded that untreated cancer victims lived up to four times longer than treated individuals. I just wanted to say that because it's really important. So for some strange reason, we have been, and he pointed out, doctors are, 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 are always citing uh, favorable cases uh, you know, so that they give you the feeling that we're getting that we're that we're winning the war on cancer, so to speak. But in actuality, we're losing. Mm -hmm. 
and I bring it up because, my goodness, there's quite a few treatments in here uh, for uh, cancer using urine therapy. Yeah, very, very important treatments. The, the one for gastric cancer in particular, what, it was a Japanese uh, uh, professor and researcher who said, uh, who took this, this uh, vaccine or this um, extract from urine called uh, hu- human urine derivative, and he used it to cure hopeless cases of, of gastric cancer. And he tried very hard to bring it to the attention of American physicians, I think, without a lot of success. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing when you think of the fact that we are pumping our bodies full of deadly chemicals, deadly radi- radiation, and yet urine therapy is, is looked upon with such, um, you know, indignity. And it really is, is ludicrous because it, with chemotherapy, there's a 5% or less cure rate, and when the, the worst cases are figured in, it's, it's less than 2%. Well, the worst part about chemotherapy and radiation is the damaging and traumatic effect it has on the body. Yeah, certainly, it, yeah. certainly urine does not have that effect. No, as a matter of fact, <laughs> that, that's what the, the uh, researchers say over and over again, is the fact that using it is so wonderful because it's so compatible with the body. Okay, I mean, now I've got to cut you off because, mm-hmm. we, because we absolutely have to take this other call. But before I do, mm-hmm. I want to ask this question. I want you to, to, to tell our listeners. All right, how do you make urine therapy palatable? Well, there's a lot of different ways, actually. I mean, you can put it in juice if you, if you really feel you have to. Okay, well, I'm sure that, you know, look, I, I want to, you know, I, I, I've, I've read the book now. I've had it for two weeks. Right. Uh, it looks really incredible to me. I wanted to start doing something, uh-huh. and I, I just have a really hard time hard with time. this. Yeah, some people do, some, some people don't. Um, I think that you can, you can either disguise it in juice, or you can choose a homeopathic uh, urine preparation which um, you can actually, um, you, we can give you information about how to get that at the, at, that say, at the same 800 number that I gave out. And so there, you know, there's either the homeopathic or putting it in juice, or you, know, you can dilute it. If, if it's, how much you know, do you need? How much do you need of, 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 for urine therapy? It's different for every person. Depending on how sick you are, depending on how, how quickly you respond to it, you can go from three drops to five drops to an ounce. So it, it really depends okay. on... Okay. So, but, but people, I think, you know, I'm saying this because I can, I'm imagining people sitting out there saying, i got to drink a glass of this every... I mean, you know... No, no. I mean, it, it really isn't like that at all. And, and as I say, you know, the researchers... I almost feel you, like I hear everybody going, sighing relief, you know, yeah, <laughs> across really. the nation. I know. I know, myself included. Okay. It, it, it really is a matter... When you read the research documentation, it, it's a step-by-step account of how the researchers use it. Some of them inject it. Some of them use it as, as sublingual drops, one to three drops. There is no taste. I mean, there is literally, you know, little or no taste. And one to three drops is certainly not going to affect you. If that's too much for you, a lot of the doctors used it in orange juice or other types of juice. And, and again, you know, it's not just the whole urine therapy either. In the book are described several other types of vaccines or extracts. And urea itself is... is so antiviral that AIDS patients have used it and urine therapy with, with incredible results. So th- there's a lot of options. All right, let's take a call here. Uh, if you're still there, Jose, uh, Redding, California. Yes. Okay, welcome to the show, Jose. Okay, thank you. Your question. Uh, to begin with, let me just say, uh, I think it's providential that uh, I was spinning my dial and I uh, come across this, uh, your program here. And uh, uh, I recently had uh, colonoscopy, and uh, it, it was, uh, I was diagnosed with having uh, Crohn's disease. And I just heard uh, Martha say that she had that, and, and she got over it with this uh, 
urine therapy. I'm, I'm tremendously interesting because, interested in it because I was just told, you know, okay. take this pill or that pill and uh, no follow-up. And uh, okay. practically uh, they're, they're saying, in fact, I heard one physician say that uh, it's a very, very hard disease. Yeah, it's really tough to cure. Yeah, yeah. It but, is. but it can be cured with this uh, urine therapy. I had good success with it, and another, a number of other people have, too. Uh-huh. And I, I think that, I, you know, you'll have to read the book, but there's so, so many things contained in the urine that you cannot get from any other source, and they are produced by your own body. And, yeah, I had uh, really bad Crohn's disease. I mean, I, I had gotten to the point where my diet was down to mush, basically. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, within a, a few weeks, basically, I began uh, broadening my diet. And I have no signs of Crohn's disease anymore at all. So, um, yeah, I would encourage you yeah, to look I, uh, into it. Yeah, it seems that this uh, homeopathy, you just said that uh, homeopathic preparation mm-hmm. with it mm-hmm. sounds like the way to go, at least yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So definitely. I need the book, and uh, what's the name of it again now? Perfect. It's it's called Your Own Perfect Medicine. Your Own Perfect Medicine. Yes. Right. I thank you for okay. well, Oh, thanks, Jose. Thanks for uh, the, what a great, great uh, statement there, and a, and, a, and a nice to share that too with people too, because I think that's very important. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Martha. You know, when people first hear of this kind of information, mm-hmm. it shocks them, and yet when they find out that urine is is one of the most important parts of so many <laughs> therapies, mm-hmm. it begins to become almost ludicrous to think, here we are, the last to know. Right, exactly. Uh, we have time for one quick call. Ruth, uh, Charleston, West Virginia. Welcome to the show, Ruth. Yes, it's really interesting. I had heard, oh, goodness, 15 years ago, that if you had an earache and you put a few drops of your urine in your ear, that would help your earache. Of course, the, the, the thing that I had always heard was it had to be your own urine mm-hmm. to work. Right, Ruth. One of the reasons is, is because it's going to contain the antibodies. That's not necessarily true for an earache in the sense that mm-hmm. um, for a topical application like that, uh, the, the urine itself or the urea in the urine which is the primary salt in urine, the primary compound, is itself very antibacterial and very antiviral. That's probably what's responsible for the, the ear infections. But you're right, doctors have used uh, it for, year, for years for ear infections with great results. And it did become a home remedy in the United States for a long, long time in, in the 1930s. And I've talked to a lot of people, especially older people, who remember using it for earaches and sinus problems and things like that. Okay. Uh, Ruth, thanks so much for your call. I appreciate that a lot. Keep listening. All right. Uh, we, before we run out of time, I just want to say, now I notice here, Report 33, it says, title, The Use of Injected uh-huh. Urine in the Treatment of Allergies. Right. So, so it has been uh, not only uh, taken orally, but it can be injected. Is that correct? Yeah, I know doctors uh, now that are using it for injections for, for allergies in particular. Right. It's, it's extremely useful, as I said, because it's the only thing in the world that contains your own personal antibodies to the allergy. And that's why it works so well. So that's the point of this whole thing. If there's any point to this book, mm-hmm. aside from a person being able to take back control over their own health, mm-hmm. is that the reason this works is because who would know better than your own body? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that, that's it to a T. Yeah, it, I mean, it... it, it there's no, no other drug, there's no other chemical, e- even alternative therapies it would not contain what your own urine contains. And I think that's why it's so important. You know, also in emergency situations 
where else are you going to find a ready source of, of something that will cure? I mean, it has incredible uh, antibacterial powers for wounds. It's been used in war for wounds. And also people have reported over and over and over again, even Tom Brokaw reported that people trekking across the desert have been saved by, you know, ingesting. And so it, it has tremendous effects overall that I think people need to know. It's interesting, too, because I think we think of it as a last resort, and here it should be the first resort. It should be the first. That's the message. Even if you're just interested, I think uh, people, you should just uh, find out more. The book is absolutely great. I mean, it, it's a very easy-to-read book. You did a wonderful job with this, Thank Martha. Thank you so much. Um, what a great interview. I'm sorry I ran out of time so fast, but that's how it goes here. I hope you'll come back and visit with us. Thank you. Thank uh, you so much, Bruce. I'd love to talk about your other books.